Welcome to The One About Careers with Devin and Sarah Jane, a career podcast for adults involved with teens navigating life after high school. We help you help your teens make informed education and career decisions by providing quality information and resources. Join us for weekly bite-sized conversations covering various aspects of careers, including insights from professionals in different fields. New episodes available every week at theoneaboutcareers.com. All right, welcome back to the One About Careers podcast. This week, we're going to turn our attention to talking a little bit about skills. Skills, skills is a convoluted word to me. Um, I uh, It's something that uh, comes up for me in a lot of different ways, but I'm going to start by asking you, Sarah Jane, when you are working with your clients, how do you talk about skills or do they bring up skills or where does it come into the conversation? As always, a great question, Devin. Um, I, I think it's both, frankly, uh, because everybody's different, right? So some people are already asking about what's this thing, transferable skills, because everybody refers to this thing called transferable skills. Uh, and most people are like, I don't understand what that is. So a skill, of course, is something that you can use in a variety of different places, right? So because you can drive a car, you might also be able to drive a forklift, essentially. Um, I'm aware that that skill of driving is likely going to evaporate from our world within the next 10 years, I think. I think that's potentially. And so skills are essentially something that you can do. And some skills are relevant to work and some skills aren't. Breathing is not something we list as a transferable skill, but you do it, you know, everywhere. Fortunately. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. There are some people who seriously, anyway. I digress. So when we're, sometimes they bring it up, sometimes I bring it up because I'm curious about what skills they like to use and what skills they've been identified as doing really well, but don't want to use again. Because we don't want to then like, we don't want to focus on those. And some of us get into ruts because we got really good at some skill and we do that, but it just drives us insane. What about you? What do you, do you bring it up? Do your clients bring it up? Um, For First, a sidebar, when I quit a job once, the main thing I did in the job was event management, and I was extremely good at it and absolutely hated the work. And when I handed my resignation letter to my boss and she asked why, and I said, I can't, I can't do the, I can't. And she was like, but you're so good at it. It's very funny. Anyway, um, you know, for me, I find skills are something most younger people don't really know is a thing. Um, I don't know if they don't use the terminology on it. I don't know if they don't think about it. So very often when it comes up, it's usually something that gets touched on in a career assessment of some kind. Um, And that is, I find a great jumping off point for the conversation. Um, And even if it's not an assessment, very often I will ask about things like, you know, what kinds of projects do you like to do at school or what kinds of 
hobbies do you have and what do you like about doing that thing? Um, because I think so often they get sold this idea of the way you get to a career is by taking a certain program or going to a certain school. And I mean, that makes sense. That's how the school sell it, you know, take our program and become a whatever. But there's no conversation about how does that translate? What does that transition look like? And it's interesting because for years, um, those events that I managed were job fairs. And I worked with a lot of employers and consistently over and over, they had the hard skills from a program that they were taking. You know, I worked, it was part of a community college. So the the programs were designed that way. But, um, you know, what they found was missing were the time management skills, the organizational skills, the um, ability to ask for help, accountability, you know, those kinds of things that we don't think of as skills. And yet that's the stuff that either makes or breaks your workplace. You know, you work with the person who always slacks off, they drive you crazy. It doesn't matter what degree they have or how smart they are. If they <laughs> F around and do nothing, it makes your whole work a nightmare. So um, those skills are so critical to success on the job. And somehow they just kind of fall out of the conversation. Totally. And, you know, sometimes we talk about hard skills and soft skills and people are like, are you talking about cotton balls or what? You know, so I like, I prefer the term, you know, technical skills or knowledge skills. And I prefer actually read in in a book rather than soft skills, success skills, which is exactly what you Mm. were talking about. Yeah. And one of the um, people I coached once, he'd been an executive director for the um, one of the YMCAs, and he said to me, you hire for attitude, you train for skill. And that just lit me right up. And when I tell my clients that, they love that mm-hmm. because we can teach people skills. We can't necessarily teach them attitudes. One of the... Um, you know, when we talk about growth mindset, there's a whole lot of skills in there in terms of growth mindset. How do you deal with failure? What is failure? What does that look like? And how do you deal with it? That in itself is a skill. Absolutely, it is. It absolutely is. And I find for youth, the challenge they run into is they think like, I have to have the top grades. I have to be the best performer. I have to be the high. And it, it, puts them in this position of not knowing how to deal with failure. And that is such a key that, you know, if I'm an employer, I don't want the first time you fail to be on my watch. You know, I want you to have dealt with that. I want you to know how to communicate when you're experiencing a challenge and you don't know how to solve it. I don't want you to just make it up because that might end up being a bigger problem, right? I want you to know how to communicate to me what the issue is. And it's, it's amazing how underrated that is. Oh, 100%. Part of that, though, also has to do with feeling safe enough. I've been in situations where someone has made a mistake because we are human. Mm-hmm. Um, I am human. I have made mistakes as well. and But they have been completely panic-stricken and paralyzed because they've done that. They think they are going to be fired Yeah, because they have no frame of reference. Because in an employment situation, we don't necessarily say, Hey, it's okay to make mistakes. And the the thing is, we are going to make mistakes. So how is that dealt with? Do the employers go, hey, thanks for being honest about it and open. 
what's your solution? Do you have a solution? Have you thought of a solution? Where are you going with this? And and so how employers react to those build, mm-hmm. you know, those neural pathways within human brains with regards to how do I deal with a mistake at work? The other piece about skills, interestingly, is um, there are some, you know, there are inventories online, of course, that one can take. Um, there's a book called What Colors Your Parachute? And it also has some lists of skills, which I think sometimes are helpful. There's an app. I don't know if you know the app, Skills Canada app, in which you can look at things like reading, writing, numeracy, Um, digital problem-solving, communication, collaboration, adaptability, creativity, and innovation. And they then these skills, when you fill out some information to do with them, may connect you with a particular trade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting pieces we used to, that has been added, of course, when we're talking about literacy, also about technological literacy. Because I certainly grew up in an age where there weren't computers. I understand it was the dark ages. I'm aware. Um, you had an abacus, are, right? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> computer, th- computer, techn- computer, what do they call them? Computer literacy now. Yeah. You know, are you literate or illiterate? And so that in itself is a skill. Young yeah. people, of course, don't realize this because they're just blah, blah, blah. blah, blah you know, doing this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And it's one of those beautiful building blocks within employment situations. Um, when both sides are open, when both, when all generations are open to, you know, Hey, if you did this on your phone, you could get that quicker. Mm-hmm. I love when someone tells me those things yeah. because of course I like, and then sometimes we might go, well, there's this thing we used to do, which you can now do, of course, because people didn't necessarily know those things. Mm-hmm. So there are also, there's that sort of skill, which I think is a, is a newer skill. Are there any other skills that you are finding that are key or that your clients are, um, wish they had? You know, it's interesting. Like I said, they don't, they, they completely buy the, if I take this program, I will, it's like, they just need to jump the hurdle and then they have everything they need out of the package and whatever. And it's interesting what you're talking about for the longest time was referred to as a essential employability skills. And it's been in the last couple of years, um, the government of Canada redefined those as skills for success. That's their official name now. And you can go online and find out all kinds of things about skills for success, but um, certainly what what we hear and kind of some of the other hats I wear and working with adult learners and staffs, a lot of what we hear is what employers look for more and more is the creativity and innovation, the problem solving, the collaboration. Those are the key ones that they find um, are maybe not missing, but like don't have the same focus. Um, and I would say, you know, it's interesting because some of the other things, even like your basic digital literacy, um, your things like writing and reading and numeracy and whatever, those are, they're a lot more embedded. And we certainly have parts of this country where, you know, the high school graduation rate is quite significantly higher than it used to be. And so, I mean, those are maybe a bit more taken for granted because people are managing. And then because of course we have 
more awareness of things like learning disabilities. We're also providing accommodations for people who need extra support in those areas, but stuff like your, your creativity, your ability to adapt, you know, your ability to be flexible in a situation. Those are the things that I think they just, they kind of fall under the radar and people don't think about that ability. But if you work with somebody who has those skills, like they're a rock star, (laughs) they're amazing. They're so great to work with. So um, that's, I think, it's interesting because it's just what eight or nine total skills in like this package uh, in the skills for success. But um, I would say those are probably the ones that we don't, they're not as overt, if that makes sense. Completely. And I think there's, you know, you brought up a couple of things. First of all, I think there are some skill, some things that we used to think were important skills, like the ability to spell. And, you know, pretty early on in my kid's education, I realized this is BS because Um, We have computers. I don't mean to be rude, but, you know, we do. Um, And if you can recognize, right, the correct spelling or um, the other thing is that I think people felt that being right was more important than the ability to communicate. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about so I can read lots of people who cannot spell. I can read what they're saying perfectly well because they're writing it in a way that, oh, I get it. Yeah, it might be spelled wrong. Who the hell cares? They're communicating their idea. And when you mentioned learning disabilities, one of the things I'm often, um, I guess, saddened by is that individuals who learn differently than supposedly what we've defined as normal don't actually have the ability to communicate with an employer with regards to how to present information to them, how they need uh, or whatever accommodation so that they can then do the thing, whatever the thing is. And that really saddens me because that communication could make a whole lot of difference. And part of that, I think, is is another skill. And that's that the skill of self-initiation or self-motivation. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword because we've been, um, you know, we we want to encourage people to speak up, and yet I also hear employers going, they want, they want, they want, they mm-hmm. want, uh, rather than understanding that it's a it's a we've taught them to communicate. Thank goodness mm-hmm. we've taught them not to be sheep and just follow along blindly. Yeah, we want people to question, um, to really explore if what's going on makes sense. So that's a whole other skill. It is, yeah, and that's you know I think as we get more um, people going through all the different routes of post secondary education and are coming out who have learning disabilities, who have you know ADHD, these kinds of things, and they've had accommodations throughout, they have a better sense of what to ask for and what that looks like. And I think employers, you know, they'll get there, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting space we're in right now because, um, you know, I, I think there's this awareness of skills, but we don't necessarily put the terms on defining them. And yeah, it's, there's so many different things going into it. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something we could spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about for sure. Uh, any last thoughts you want to throw out there? 
Uh, I was going to say to you, uh, it might be wise of us just to drop a couple of um, resources into the show notes, some links to some of those things that you and I are so familiar with because we live in the career world and the rest of the world is like, what are you talking about? Um, So have a look in the show notes to see what uh, we'll we'll put a bit of um, some information about those success skills and also um, one or two links to some um, assessments, so to speak, in terms of, you know, skills inventories. uh, Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then you can explore more and find out where this all fits into the world of work. Yet another aspect to look at. Well, thank you for joining us this week. um, And we'll be back with a new episode next week. Thanks for listening to the One About Careers podcast. You can catch up with past episodes at theoneaboutcareers.com. Join us next week for another bite-sized conversation.